This is Moonshine and Scoreboards with Kevin, Landon, and Justin. Hello, and welcome to Moonshine and Scoreboards, episode 22. I'm your host, Kevin, and this week we have a full house. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Landon and Justin. Gentlemen, how are we doing this evening? I'm doing good, Kevin, but I did receive a notice of allegations from the NCAA. I'm still trying to parse out what I did wrong, um, but you know we're, we're going to deal with that. I might have to lawyer up. You Dang it! You got that too. That that that's that that's weird. A lot of that seems to be going around, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. So as you can tell from the general mood of the crew this evening, um, Tennessee is under attack by the NCAA um, and Justin and Landon and myself. <laughs> uh, we're also all under attack. I got my papers in the mail today. I went to the PO box and got them. Um, so normally we, you know, we have our format of where we do, we recap the balls and their games that they've had this past week. And, and then we dive into a big discussion. We're going to switch it up. We're going to do our, we're going to lead off with the Tennessee investigation by the NCAA. Um, and to be quite frank, when I see in the news that a team is being investigated by the NCAA, I kind of don't pay attention to it. Um, because the NCAA really has nothing better to do than just investigate schools, it appears. Uh, For me, personally, this happens like, I think, five or six times a year, and I've yet to see true, you know, repercussions from it, so I marked it up as nothing. Um, We had our show planned out. We had something totally different planned out, and... I believe the allegations hit on Tuesday and then uh, we have our little group chat, little behind the scenes. We have a little group chat with the, with the four of us, uh, producer Joe's in there as well. And when Landon had sent that, um, I had said, ah, oh, you know, it's nothing, no big deal. Well then by Tuesday evening, I was already compiling new notes because Tennessee decided that they were not going to go down without a fight. It appears And so to be a little bit more honest about it, like I said, I don't really care about the NCAA. I don't really care about their, what they're doing, but Landon does. And Landon has his finger on the pulse of what's going on. So I'm going to hand over the reins of the show to Landon and let him deep dive into what the hell is going on. So Landon, it is all yours, my friend. Please, please be careful with the show. It's, it's very fragile. Uh, I'm going to be very fragile for several different reasons uh, um, uh, because I don't want to get sued, uh, mostly. Um, uh, I appreciate you saying that I have my finger on the pulse. uh, Some would say I have my finger on uh, several other different body parts, but the pulse, I guess, is one of them. Yes, uh, news broke, I guess, Tuesday that the NCAA was sniffing around once again on Rocky Top here in Knoxville at the University of Tennessee. Um, I do want to say there has not been a notice of violations. A uh, notice has not been served to the University of Tennessee, but on Tuesday, that is when 
I guess, the report through uh, Sports Illustrated. And uh, <clears throat> Pat Forty uh, was first reported that uh, the NCAA was heavily implying that, quote, major recruiting violations were being implied to the University of Tennessee uh, regarding NIL violations uh, when it comes to the recruiting world. And uh, the name Nico Iamaliava was being floated around. And apparently the smoking gun, allegedly, that the NCAA has is that. Hold on, let me check my notes here. As I pulled him up, that in uh, February of 2021, uh, Nico Iamaliava signed his NIL, NIL deal with Spire Sports, not with the University of Tennessee, independent of the University of Tennessee, Spire Sports. Nico signed his NIL deal uh, and then uh, caught a flight. Caught a flight. Uh, Spire Sports chartered a flight to bring Nico from his home in California to East Tennessee to discuss the final terms or the uh, finite terms of said deal with Spire Sports. Again, not with the University of Tennessee. Now, a few months later, um, uh, June 21st, or excuse me, June 2021, that is when the NCAA would put some rules into effect that would make what happened in, once again, February 2021 kind of um, not okay. But again, everything that is alleged, everything that happened was through Spire Sports, not through the University of Tennessee. What is happening right now is the NCAA is retroactively trying to enforce Something that wasn't A against the rules at the time. This would be like if the cops came out to uh, your local uh, highway. All right, highway uh, speed is 65. You're used to driving 65. And then uh, they come knocking on your door. Hey, what's up? Okay, um, uh, we noticed you've been driving 65 on the highway. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, well, we're dropping it to 55. Okay, and well, you've been driving 65 on it uh, for the last six months, so we're going to give you a ticket. This is kind of what the NCAA is kind of trying to do. And UT is not taking this line down. Uh, Dante Plowman, who is, um, uh, let me let me pull up uh, some, uh, her reply from that uh while i do that uh can can y'all give uh the local listeners what donde plowman's uh official title is other than uh tennessee badass i think she's the chancellor yeah. chancellor uh, exactly thank you very much university and it's just fun um, to say chancellor plowman yeah it's close to chancellor palpatine for star <laughs> wars fans and and the ncaa is probably looking at her like she's chancellor palpatine uh after she just decided to go like scorched yeah. earth on them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, while you're putting and, that up, and we can discuss a little bit like what you've gone through so far. Um, th- that's, I mean, I mean it when I say I have not paid any attention to this at all. So everything that you just said is like news to me. That's truly just like a load of bullshit. <laughs> like, yeah. I yeah. Mean. <laughs> it is. It's garbage. I mean, essentially what's happening. The NCAA is trying to find a way to 
grasp at what dwindling amount of power that they have left over the major conferences and major universities in ding, 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 Division One college ding, football. Ding, ding. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's happening. Because it's the square. And they have already been taken to court by other schools when they didn't have a leg to stand on and they've lost. And that's that's a big issue, too, because every time so far that the NCAA has gone to court since the NIL started, they've lost that case. And I read an article today um, that was written by Wes Rucker, and he was talking about how um, they don't like they they don't want to go to court because they know that they're going to lose. But they also have no choice, because if they just walk away I mean, either either way, at this point, the NCAA loses unless they can prove that Tennessee broke a rule after it was in place, which doesn't seem to be the case. My, my ex- yeah, my my experience with this, Landon, just uh, and I'll I'll throw it back to you. My experience with this was I saw uh, I was watching, or I think it, you're right. It, the first thing was on SI, and I think I read a tweet about it. Um, so I went to the SI article, I read about it. Um, I also saw there were some like uh, rival fan bases that as soon as the first little hints of news came out, were trying to dance on Tennessee's graves. And so so I wanted to read into this and figure out what was going on. Um, And it was like, like you said, over the course of 24 hours, the chancellor comes out and and basically draws a line in the sand and says, you're not doing this and in fact you are failing she said to the ncaa you are failing (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. and then the president randy boyd speaks out in support of the student athletes in the university the governor of the state comes out and speaks in support the athletic director next thing you know the attorney general of tennessee (laughs) it in tandem with the attorney general of the commonwealth of virginia has now filed an antitrust lawsuit against Tag the team, NCAA. y'all. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they're basically they're basically saying you you're trying to control what is supposed to be a free market for these student athletes and you can't do that. And and, and that's and that's not yeah. to mention uh as of today's recording Tennessee offensive lineman Jackson Lampley has introduced himself into this lawsuit as well as an individual. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So yeah. this kind of this kind of response, and this is what I was trying to get back around to. So Wes Rucker said, this kind of response from Tennessee is either, you know you're in trouble and this is your last gasp because you know you're about to get hammered. So why not just go full force, join arms and say, you're going to have to take us, you know, 10 toes up, basically. Or they know exactly what cards the NCAA is holding and they know that the NCAA has no leg to stand on and they're saying you're not pushing us around anymore. And yeah. Yeah. The the piece of information that, that kind of leans you towards maybe that's the correct thing is why is Virginia getting involved? Right. That's the, that's the thing that when Mm -hmm. I saw that, I was like, why is Virginia getting involved to your point, Justin, though, I will say I haven't seen a whole lot of me personally, I haven't seen a whole lot of Florida fans talking anything um, who, by the way, is also under investigation by the NCAA. Bring um, them up here in a second. I'm, I'm definitely going to bring them up here in a second. Yes. I haven't seen anything from Florida. I haven't seen any Alabama fans. I haven't seen any Georgia fans. The only fans that I've seen talking trash just happens to be Kentucky fans. 
And I'm just like, what? Like, it's basketball season. You don't care about football right now. So <laughs> don't you have better things to worry about? Like, shouldn't you worry about beating Florida? And like, also, we, with, the, with the way the kitty cats are playing, shouldn't y'all be worried about uh, Yankees pitchers and catchers reporting anyway? Shut up. I'm not a, I'm not a Kentucky <laughs> fan. <laughs> we don't claim them. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was very interesting to see. I did, for the first time in my life, I bookmarked a tweet. Um, and it was a Kentucky fan saying how, you know, I can't wait for the major hammering to come down on Tennessee and Nico and this, that, and the other. And I just bookmarked it and I quote tweeted and I said, I'm, I'm bookmarking this so I can circle around in four months yeah. when nothing happens and drag you through the mud. So uh, Kentucky fan that tweeted that, let me, let me go to my bookmarks. <laughs> Kevin's so can... keeping his receipt. Okay. Um, uh, just, uh, just going back on a couple more things before I get to Don Day Plowman and Danny, I'm going to read Danny White's full response because um our ad and i say are like i'm part of uh vol Na- well hell i am part of vol nation i'm fully admitting that because it is it is a full-bodied amazing like like you want some come get some response donde plowman's is as well but hers is three pages and i'm not gonna read the entire thing but once again aspire uh, sports was an independent company offering an NIL endorsement to top high school players at the time these allegations were offered. They flew Nico on a private plane that they leased so they could negotiate the terms of the contract. And this was in accordance to both Tennessee and California NIL laws at the time. Also note that the booster policy of a third-party agency did not go into effect until June of 2021. Like I said, once again reiterating, Nico signed with Spire in February of 2021. And again, reiterating, they could not get Nico on any of the agreements as they followed the NIL guidelines, and they're trying to reinforce rules retroactively. So this is only part of of Donde Plowman's statement. I'm only going to hit the four bullet points. If you really, really, really want to get some volunteer pride, you want to puff your chest out and pound it and be like, finally, thank God, we have some leadership on the Hill that has that vol pride. Go and read this. But this is part of what Donde Plowman wrote back to the NCAA and God bless, do I love this quote. Regrettably, in this chaotic environment, the NCAA enforcement staff is trying to retroactively apply unclear guidance to punish and make an example of our institution and others, despite the fact that the University of Tennessee complied with the interim NIL policy and guidance as it was put into place by the NCAA. No member institution could follow future guidance prior to it being given, let alone interpreted. No one at the University of Tennessee employees has been named as committing any NIL violations. Neither the collective nor student athletes broke any rule or guidance document as they exist at the time any actions were taken. And then finally, the NCAA enforcement staff's intended proceed, excuse me, the NCAA enforcement staff's 
intended proceeding of the post or of the pr- uh, proposed allegations is uh, repleted with legal and procedural defects, including unsettled and outstanding imperatives, questions that require further attention and input from the NCAA members, particularly given the novel nature of the issue and the gravity of such determinations. Further, some of the allegations are are simply factually untrue. And that is from Donde Plowman. A.D. Danny White said on the day that we are recording finally broke his statement. And I'm going to read this. It's not nearly as wordy as what Donde Plowman said, quote, the NCAA in all bold, in all bold right here, generally does not comment on infraction cases in all bold, I guess, because there is a rule against it. However, that has not stopped them in the past from leaking information to the media as they did this week about us. Their actions have made this ill-conceived investigation public and forced us to defend ourselves. It is clear that the NCAA staff does not understand what is happening at the campus level all over the country in the NIL space. After receiving thousands of Tennessee coach and personnel phone records, the NCAA investigators didn't find a single NIL violation, so they moved the goalpost to fit a predetermined outcome. They are stating that the nebulous, contractuatory NIL guidelines written by the NCAA, not the membership, don't matter, and applying the old booster bylaws to the collective. If that's the case, then 100% of the major programs in college athletics have significant violations. This is obviously silly and not productive, as is blaming the membership whenever there are challenged. We need to spend our time and energy on solutions to better organize college athletics in the NIL era, something that the NCAA leadership failed to do back in 2021. Student athletes, prospective student athletes, coaches, and administrators across the country deserve better. And I refuse to let the NCAA to irrationally use Tennessee as an example of their own agenda, end quote. That is Tennessee AD Danny White. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's it's like you said. I mean, it, it fills you up with pride. I think the reason that this is important and the reason that we wanted to step up and start talking about this tonight is not just because it does make you proud that Tennessee is standing up and saying we're not going to be pushed around by the NCAA. You you came around here, punished us previously, and we're and we may look like a wounded duck, but we're not. And things are different. This is a different administration. Mm-hmm. We're doing things the right way, and we're not going to stand for you trying to make an example of us. That's great. The other thing is. We all know wh- whether it comes to eligibility issues, whether it comes to rules enforcement or whatever it may be, the NCAA is at 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 best inconsistent, at worst crooked in in the way that it enforces rules and, and handles its member universities. And at some point, 
they know their time is limited because the the member universities are taking back the power that they always should have had from the NCAA. Jay, can I can can, can I get in here and correct one thing you said? Uh, uh, Tennessee, uh, when it comes to administration, this is still the same administration that went through the final phases of the Jeremy Pruitt era. Um, they are the ones that saw through the punishment part. And this is something that uh, Donde Plowman said in her statement. When Tennessee is wrong, we admit it. So much to the point that Tennessee got in front of the NCAA and imposed punishment. They blew out the previous football staff um, and they imposed self-imposed punishments. And the NCAA, not six months ago, was talking about how great Tennessee handled that situation, was talking about Tennessee was an example of how you handle situations like this. And not six months later, they want to turn around and come back to Knoxville and 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 wag the finger and say, naughty, naughty, naughty. That's that's yeah. and, and 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 I think that's part of the reason why Donde Plowman and and Danny White and a lot of people on Rocky Top are so pissed off. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Jay, but get back in there. That's okay. I I was just you're right. I, what I meant to say is the whole football staff, including the athletic director at the time, are gone. Oh yeah. Um, okay. All right. And and yes, and um and everything else you said, that's all correct. I just my my point was really the people that were directly involved with all that are no longer around. Um and then but but the big the big thing to take away from where this could potentially go, assuming the NCAA doesn't like smarten up and say, Oh, uh, let's just say uh this is a warning and don't do it again. Goodbye. If they don't do that, <laughs> this could be the beginning of the end of the NCAA. I think for college is. football. I yeah, think I is. mean, the I think the problem that the NCAA has run into is they've done this, like we said at the top of the show, they've done this numerous times with other schools. But I, I think it was a Florida fan that posted on Twitter, and they were like, the problem that the mistake that y'all made is that you came at Tennessee. And Tennessee is the school that they're – Higher ups have the time. They don't care. They've got plenty of time. And the fan base is one of the rowdiest fan bases in sports. And, I mean, we're just a bunch of redneck hillbillies that got nothing but time, buddy. Our fight song involves killing federal officials in the mountains. Yeah, you, you pick Rocky I mean, Top NCAA, talks about that. <laughs> you, you pick the wrong school to pick on is what it boils down to. Is they picked the wrong school, and and now Tennessee's like, all right, you want to fuck with us? We're gonna make you pay, and and I think that's that that's what's happening. I mean, this really might be a bell that can't be unrung for the NCAA, Tennessee stepped into the ring and then by God, is that Virginia's music? Then Jackson Lampley throws his name into the ring. He steps in behind both the entire state of Tennessee, the entire state of Virginia. And I'm guaranteeing you, this is not 
the only two states that's going to go toe-to-toe with the NCAA. Um, We already know that Florida and Florida State have both been whammied by the NCAA for very petty reasons. We're going to cover here in a second. I would not be stunned to see the state of Florida go after the NCAA join up uh, and and make this a, a tornado tag match or a, or a trios tag match uh, against the NCAA. Another state that probably needs to go after them is Missouri because they, uh, they recently uh, introduced legislation where if you're a Missouri uh, student and you sign with a Missouri school, you can get your NIL money before you even get to campus. You know that is going to raise some red flags with the NCAA. And then you also have other, uh, like, like uh, y- you have other school uh, coaches in old Mrs. Lane, Lane Kiffin, uh, uh, not even mention what, uh, what Lane's doing in the transfer portal. Um, Lane Kiffin was on, uh, was on a portal or uh, excuse me, was on a podium post game talking about, you want to keep up with Alabama? We need more money. Um, uh, Mark, uh, Bob Stoops. Uh, wait, wait, is it Bob or Mark at Kentucky? Mark, Mark Stoops. Um, Mark Stoops at Kentucky was talking about, oh, if if we want to keep up with uh, with the big players, we need more money. So we have coaches that are outright telling people, donate to your NIL, uh, donate to your collectives so we can pay these players to come to our schools. But they want to come to Tennessee for Nico getting airfare. They want to come after Tennessee for getting airfare. And 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 I y'all know what I do for a living. I work with uh with professionals. I work uh in News Talk 987 and down the hall. I uh I work with uh uh Sports Animal 991 uh WNML and um on uh our afternoon show is Tyler and Will, a show that I listen to every day. And today, uh, they deemed it promo day. And if you're not a if you're not familiar with the term promo, uh, that's a term borrowed from the world of professional. A wrestler will go out with the microphone and tell you how he's feeling, get you fired up for an upcoming match, or cut down his opponent, or get you like 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 get the blood pumping. And um the host Will West just really cut an all-time CM Punk level pipe bomb that I wanted to share with y'all. So uh, if y'all will indulge me for one second, uh, is that cool? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Let me talk to you. So here's what we have in CAA. The NCAA wants to come after Tennessee because Nico Ilya... I I can't say his name. Because Nico wanted to... Nico got airfare. That's what Nico got at the end of the day. You're coming after Tennessee because Nico got airfare. He came after Florida State because the offensive coordinator drove a kid to the NIL collective to negotiate the deal. He didn't negotiate the deal himself. He drove a kid to the NIL collective when he was on a visit. You you come after Florida because they didn't pay Jaden Rashada. They had to guess the NIL collective messed up that deal. But you come after Florida when you they didn't pay Jaden Rashada. Here are the things, though, over the years. I've been doing this for 17 years, Ivans, and there are a lot of things that the NCAA did do. Jordan McNair, 
on the NCAA's watch, a street coach at, at Maryland killed Jordan McNair. And an investigation was held where they found out that he had abused 14 other players. He literally killed a kid. You know what the NCAA did? They said absolutely nothing. At Oregon, an unlicensed strength coach led to three different players having to be hospitalized. Two offensive linemen and a tight end. You know what the NCAA said? Absolutely nothing. Look, I could go on. And I will. At (laughs) Baylor. There were 19 football players that we at least know sexually assaulted 17 women. And the NCAA said nothing. And the athletics director, who we know from the uh, text messages that have since been released, knew about it the entire time, actively worked to cover it up. He's still a D1 athletics director right now. And you know what the NCAA said? Nothing. That's what the NCAA said. Again, I could go on. And again, I will. Mm -hmm. Declan Sullivan. Do we remember Declan Sullivan? He was a young man working in the video department at Notre Dame for their football offices. They put him in a scissor lift. He was tweeting 60 mile an hour wins. I guess I've lived long enough. He literally died. And we know for a fact Notre Dame lied about it. In the investigation, they said, well, we were told, you know, the weather app said it was only 20 miles an hour, so we thought it was going to be okay. When OSHA then found out, no, the weather app didn't tell you that. It told you 25 to 35, and you weren't supposed to put the kid up there uh, when he had not been trained on using the equipment. And the NCAA said nothing. Again, I could go on. And again, Ivan's, I'm going to. More than 100 schools eight years ago were facing lawsuits for Title IX violations for covering up sexual assaults of women on their campuses by student athletes. And the NCAA said nothing. That's what they said, Tyler Evans. I'm sure that comes as an unbelievable surprise to you. Shock face. Larry Nasser from 1992 until just a few years ago sexually assaulted 150 girls. Michigan State was informed about it in 1992. And the NCAA did what? Nothing. Nothing. That's what the NCAA did. The NCAA did nothing. So you don't care when women get sexually assaulted. You don't care when you're the student athletes that your entire mission statement is that you're there for to protect. When those kids get killed by coaches, you don't care. When those kids get killed by the video department in Notre Dame and the head coach tells them to go up there and it's on their watch and they lie about it, you don't care. But you know what you care about? The OC at Florida State drove a kid to an NIL collective. That's what you care about. Florida didn't pay Jaden Rashada. And the thing that makes me the most angry about this, Ivans, is that I'm having to defend Florida on the radio in Knoxville, Tennessee right now. Yeah, real quick. <laughs> just, yeah. just to clear the air, because because a certain team that I that I enjoy got... I knew this was coming. Yep, uh-huh. Yeah, that was uh-huh. Brian Kelly. That was not Marcus Freeman, okay? Yeah, that yeah, different, Brian different, uh, <laughs> different administration at uh, at Notre Dame, but the but the fact still says this is this is not an indictment of Notre Dame. This is an indictment of the NCAA. This is a organization that upfront says that they care most about their student athletes, but there is time and time again where we've seen that they just really don't. They don't care about the student athlete. All they care about is their bottom line. And this right here, Tennessee, is, is, is going to be the one. I am Spartacus. And guess what? Virginia stands up and says, I am Spartacus. And Jackson Lampley stands up and says, I am Spartacus. 
And guess what? I'm willing to bet the state of Florida is going to say it. I am Spartacus. The state of Missouri, I am Spartacus. State of Texas, I am Spartacus. The state of Ohio, I am Spartacus. The state of California, I am Spartacus. This is the beginning of the end of the NCAA. And also, let's just, like, like while we're at it, um, bravo, golf, sarcastic clap to the <coughs> journalists that got this leaked to them uh, to break this story. Uh, Fat Porty of uh, um, Slowly Dying Sports Illustrated and Yahoo Sports. You definitely don't have an axe to grind there, Fat. Um, uh, And you definitely, you and Dan Weitzel and Ross Dillinger weren't being racist. Say Nico, Chico, Rico, Iamali, Rava, Laba, Laba, Laba on your uh, online shows. Definitely not. <clears throat> allegedly yeah i mean hopefully pat 40 doesn't end up at another place after sports illustrated closes their doors permanently hey baby and, maybe maybe uh maybe fat would like to uh take a trip up rocky top that's all i'm saying i don't think he wants to come here <laughs> something tells me he might he might not want to step foot in tennessee well i think but the, yeah the answer to that is pat 40 might not come down from rocky top he definitely who's talking about pat i'm talking about fat (laughs) for Um, the record yeah but but that was that was a very damning clip from from the radio today Um, by the way uh will and tyler three to seven uh p.m on uh, the Sports Animal 991 uh, here in Knoxville, and you can check them out on the uh, Sports Animal app and uh, the iHeartRadio app as well. So there we go. That that saves us from copyright. Uh, <laughs> a, a very damning, damning uh, segment, uh, radio piece there. They hit the nail on the head. I mean, and you hit the nail on the head as well, Landon. I mean, the NCAA. Their their mission statement is to protect their athletes, their student athletes, and 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 they they don't care about their student athletes. They they care about the money. I, I don't know where it goes from here. I know we've discussed. You know, the 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 three of us have discussed. You know, that we we think that that te- that Tennessee is going to continue the fight. That that hell yeah they is might might take a step back. I know Justin, you said before. You know, this is a this is a lose lose for the NCAA. Mm-hmm. You know, either you continue fighting and you go to court and you lose, or you come back and take it all back and you look you've lost all trust. I mean, you've already lost all trust, but you look like an idiot because you know the difference in Florida the, against the NCAA is that Florida is, is well. I don't know what they're going to do now, but all intents and purposes said that they were just going to roll over and be like, oh, whatever, you know, give us the imaginary punishment that none of our fans see, keep it under the table. Sure, we got investigated, this, that, and the other. Nothing, and, you know, we might lose a couple of scholarships. Ooh, big whoop. Same um, with Florida State. Yeah, same with Florida State. Same thing that we've seen from, from all of these schools that the NCAA has investigated, and and they've just kind of like rolling over and taken it. Um but but like I said earlier, I think that Tennessee they they made a mistake and Tennessee had time. And um, and 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 kind of going back to what I said about Donde Plowman's statement is 
She said, when Tennessee does wrong, we admit it. And they did admit it. And they went in front of the NCAA in Indianapolis and admitted such, saying, we messed up and and we're owning up to it. And we did X, Y, and Z to fix that. And we now throw ourselves at the mercy of the court. And speaking of when they went to Indianapolis, this is one thing that I, uh, the last thing I'm going to mention, and then I know I've talked a lot. I apologize. Um, This is the one thing that I think is interesting. We've yet to hear from SEC head honcho, SEC president Greg Sankey in all of this. Yeah. They have gone after two of their higher profile programs. And one of those programs has now pretty much said, you want some, come get some. And he has been radio silent. And on the flip side, like I said, when, when, when Tennessee said, yes, we are guilty and we're going to admit as much in front of the court, the NCAA court, he was right there behind them, backing them and, and singing their praises. So I do think that is interesting. That is, that is, that is one thing that makes me kind of tilt my head sideways. I don't know. I I can, I guess I can see, I don't know what Greg Sankey's doing and I'm, I'm not speaking on behalf of Greg Sankey, but I guess I could see, you know, if, I could see him being silent, radio silent right now because, like, he kind of doesn't need to say anything. Tennessee's kind of taking care of it for him. He's just like, all right, you know, I don't have to go up and defend these guys. I know that they're going to come up and tackle the NCAA their own. Um, on the other side, mm. it's almost like, buddy, it's your job to kind of say something. Like, yes, amen. That right there. Something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, you're. Well, I mean, kind of, kind of going to the whole NCAA. It's like these schools are paying paying you so much money to do your job, but they're, you know, not doing their job. Greg Sankey, it's like uh, these 14 schools in the Southeastern Conference are paying your paycheck. Uh, This is the point where you stand up, you pound your chest, you throw out the shield like you're Captain America and say, you want to come for them? You you come through me. Yeah, he's... Both of them, Tennessee and Florida. Yeah, his silence is... is not alarming but a little confusing but like i said i mean no i i guys get this i did see somebody point this out if this is the light that strikes the match that blows up the current structure of college football and blows up all the conferences and it moves us towards the super conference that we hear about so much Guess what? Greg Sankey's going to be out of a job. Yeah, he will. There, there isn't going to be a president of the SEC anymore because the SEC ain't going to be around. So, I'm sure maybe he'll Greg's... be on whatever board of directors that they, you know, appoint. I mean, I mean, maybe, part. probably, sure. I mean, he he's going to get a job, but he's not going to get he's not going to get as powerful of a job as being uh, the president of the most uh, predominant college football conference in america yeah yeah there's there's there is no way that uh you know what would it be ohio state michigan usc and what what uh i'm missing a handful of like uh college football power uh teams like jay get in here who, who, who am i missing 
Washington, Texas. Um, Te- well, no, no, Texas is going to be in the SEC. Oh, I'm Washington, sorry. Oregon, Oregon, yeah, State, Michigan, Michigan State. Yeah. Um, that's about it. it Michigan State ain't going to be in here. <laughs> Ten. Get out, nerds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah, can go play right. with Vanderbilt in Missouri. Ugh. Ugh. Go, go sit at the kids' table. But it's like there is no way that they're going to vote for Greg Sankey to be their president. So, like, honestly, maybe he's kind of dragging his feet getting to the table. Yeah. Which, it, mm, it, is. it could have repercussions. His his silence could have repercussions. I will say he is probably the best commit, like the best president of conferences. When you look at all the other presidents of conferences, I mean, let's look at the Pac-12 president. He let the conference explode. <laughs> and now it's the Pac-2. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the big 10 I'm doing a good job guys yeah, yeah the, the big 10's president is about to lose michigan because he decided to pick a fight with michigan um so i mean i don't know i i will say though to your point landon sankey's silence is kind of alarming um but because this is a story that's moved rather fast i'm surprised yeah. how 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 fast the dominoes have fallen now granted i feel like we're gonna get to a point where it's like okay um, an amazing opening salvo and then a very long stretch of where nothing happens mm-hmm. yeah it's... but i i i i think this is gonna be a story that doesn't drag out over the summer rather as a tennessee fan i hope not because i i, I think uh tennessee is going to get uh Jay, you're more of the legal mind here. Uh, what is it? A, 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 a some sort of juncture that? Uh, oh, like an injunction. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. I think that that's one thing that they. Um, that's part of the lawsuit. Is there? It's like a temporary injunction, um, or I think they might call it a restraining order. Basically, no, it's a like, temporary restraining order. Yeah, so that the NCAA cannot um, further investigate or or do anything until this case is settled. Yeah, this is the same thing that Michigan did. Yeah, to uh, the Big Ten and the NCAA. <laughs> oh, and, uh, and, and 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 by the way, uh, Spires has uh, lawyered up with uh, noted NCAA killer uh, lawyer uh, Tom Mars. So, uh, <clears throat> good luck, y'all. Yeah, I I just think <laughs> I I I, I will we'll end it with this. To the Kentucky fans that are hoping that something happens yeah. to Nico Iomaliava. I want those Kentucky fans. Let's do it. Go. I, cats. <laughs> I, I hate to break it to you, but nothing's going to happen to Nico. I mean, even if, let's just say, even if this comes out that, that there's, that Tennessee had re- some violations. I don't think that that's the case, but let's just say that it is the case. Nico is not going to be the one that gets punished. He'll be probably long gone by then. Um, and so, you know, Kentucky fans that are dancing on Tennessee's grave, I'm, you might want to change your shoes because you might be there a while. Um, just <laughs> sitting there waiting. Also, and- why, why, why are rival schools celebrating this? It's like this this is a fight for all of college football. They don't realize this because because if if they can come after Tennessee, they're going to come after your school next. 
Do you not realize that? No, their schools never do anything wrong ever. No, the NCAA disagrees, Jay. The boogeyman comes a-knocking. This is Tennessee trying to slay the boogeyman. This really should be an Avengers Assemble moment. This should be everybody, like, rivals be damned. Like, like, Smokey needs to be throwing his hand in, and then whatever the meth gator from Florida is, and then uh, um, uh, the sister fucking um, uh, elephant from uh, Alabama, all them is. I know I really just undercut my argument when I just said meth addicted gator and sister fucker. So, you know, there's that. But still, the point sticks. Or does it? I think it sticks. Yeah, I think. I think that this this really might be the end of the NCAA and they picked the fight that they just can't win. And now Tennessee's <laughs> just going to embarrass them. <laughs> I think that. They're the NCAA does nothing but lose in the court, and this this really might be the end for them, or rather, the beginning of the end. I do want to say, I don't think this is nothing for Tennessee, but I also don't think this is the apocalyptic end that I saw some people think. Like the fact that Donde Plowman uh, cited, um, oh shit, what is it? I'm uh lack of constant or uh, institutional control. Um, there's a reason she threw that in her letter because the NCAA has thrown that around. And especially because Tennessee is now a uh, second time offender in such a short time. We do have to watch out for that, but I do think this is going to be okay. And I do think it's going to be one for the good guys in the orange. That's right. Speaking of the good guys in the orange, what a segue. What go. a segue. There you go. Uh, there was some basketball played in the last week. Um, I do want to take back the reins of the show. Landon, you did a fantastic job. The show is still intact, so I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> Very wordy. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, you did a great job. You did a great job. I had um, notes and stuff, like like a checklist of, of, of shit notes, I had to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that you had notes by itself is an accomplishment. <laughs> yeah, I prepared for once. That was weird. <laughs> because we know how hard it is for you to look at notes. Uh huh. <laughs> especially at this time of night. I'm like drunk. Yeah. No. Wait, so no. <laughs> very nice. Very, very, very proud of you for, for making up notes. Um, <laughs> but the Vols played two games in the last week. Uh, on Saturday, they whipped up on little brother Vanderbilt with a 75 to 62 win in Nashville. Um, and another 32 point game by Dalton Kinnett, uh, Santiago, <laughs> that's gonna be just another 32 point game. No big deal. Another, he says, it's like, oh, ho hum. That's what it's Dalton so does. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just, just another 32 point game. Like it's no big deal. Dalton um, do what Dalton does. Yeah, Santiago Vescovi. Uh, I think I said his name right. Vescovi. Uh, Vescovi. There, there it is, yeah. There you go. Vescovi. Um, Santiago. He added 12 yeah. points uh, as he started getting going. Uh, but he also made the most career starts for a Tennessee Vols basketball player. Yeah. Um, oh, that's exciting. 
that was very exciting for him. Got to do that at home or in the state of Tennessee, uh, but in Nashville. Um, and then Jordan Ganey with 10 points off the bench. Off the bench, Tennessee was losing at halftime. I believe they were down by three at half uh, to Vanderbilt on Saturday, but they ended up outscoring the Commodores uh, 45-27 in the second half. Uh, kind of just put their foot on their throat. They looked good on Saturday, and we had all the momentum going in to a Tuesday game matchup with the South Carolina Gamecocks, and Tennessee lost. Uh, 63-59. Connect with just another 31-point game. No big deal. Um, yeah, he was the only offense in that game. That was my takeaway, was yep. that he was the only offense. And I'm I'm going to say it because nobody else has – I mean, some people have said it, but – not a lot of not, I haven't seen a lot of and I'm 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 not hating on Dalton Kinnett, okay? I'm not. He looked very tired on, on Well, Tuesday. yeah, he, yeah, he's been carrying this entire damn team on his back. When you're <laughs> averaging 30 points a game for the last 2 weeks, I I assume you're probably pretty tired. Um, but he did look very tired. He missed a few free throws, some that were a little clutch, but he also didn't get any help from anybody right. what and what what the second uh closest score was uh was vescovy with 10 yeah it was 10 and that kind of takes me to like my bigger picture of it is we sing dalton connects praises all the time but you can't have i mean he can't be the the only guy i know we've said we said literally last week that he is you know He's our guy that you give the ball to late in the game because you know he's going to have a bucket or you give the ball to when you need a basket and you know he's going to come through. But you can't give him the ball every single possession and say, hey, man, we need a basket every single possession because nobody else on the team can score. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to have some help uh, off the bench. We got to have – I mean, the starters have – the other starters have got to start contributing. I know Jonas Adu. I saw the other day um, that like the mid mid season uh, All SEC team. He's he's a first team All SEC player. That's awesome. That's great. I I need more than like eight points. I'm sorry. I I need more than eight points. Um, Zakai Ziegler, another guy that is on some preseason or some mid season awards mm. watch list. I I love the assists and he's and he's had games where he scored you know twelve fifteen points. That's good. I, I need it to to be consistent um, because the, the the I'm looking now. I'm not looking so much at the little picture of the regular season. Now I'm looking at like the big picture. When you come into March, you're playing these games like you're playing on Thursday. Then you're turning around and playing on Saturday. Then you're turning around and playing on Tuesday. You know, you're playing back to back to back pr- pretty often. Um and you know, if you're Dalton Connect, you can't you can't be held responsible for providing Tennessee's only offense. You know, you have to have some help from the other guys. Yeah. And you're gonna see a big test this week, this weekend, um, as far as if the other guys can contribute. Because you know, I know we've poo-pooed on Kentucky for a little while, and it's so much fun to poo-poo on Kentucky. Um, but you know that John Calipari has told his guys, you know, hey, 
I don't care if Zakai Ziegler scores 50, 50 points. We cannot let Dalton Kinnett beat us. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the key. You know, Dalton Kinnett has turned into LeBron James. You cannot let LeBron beat you. You cannot let Dalton Kinnett beat you. That's that's the bottom line. If you want to beat Tennessee, your first order of business, forget Adu, forget Santiago. Josiah Jordan James is who putting up Tony Snell numbers. He's putting up Oof. 30 minutes a game and all zeros. Mm. I mean, I, I don't think he, he has not scored double-digit points in an SEC game all season. Oh, I, I have a triple J stat that's going to break y'all's heart here in a second. Yeah, it's it's pathetic, but he's a great defender. So, you know, oh, that's great. He's a great defender, but you're not going to – I hate to break it to you. This isn't football. You're not going to win a game three to nothing. You got you got to score. I need it on both sides. Um, well, it, you know, well, have we thought maybe it's football? Should he tackle people? You could – I mean, he could try that. He could try <laughs> to tackle that big – center from Kentucky and knock him out of the game, preferably. Yeah, try yeah. that. Yeah, that big giant Europe is like like yeah, like 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 just just hit him hit him right under the diaphragm. You got yeah, fouls to work with triple J. Yeah. We got fouls to work with. You don't score any points as it is. We ain't gonna miss you. So go ahead and get ejected from the game. Sure. Whatever. All right, um, Jay, get in here. <laughs> not calling for violence. I'm not calling for violence in basketball, just in football, but you know, just saying. Um but yeah. Struggle boat uh, on Tuesday against South Carolina, who also beat Kentucky earlier this year. So South Carolina is not a bad team. Um, but yeah, Justin, what are your thoughts on the last two games for the basketballs and old Deacon Barnes team? Yeah, I'm looking at it very similarly to the way you are, Kevin. I mean, you, you wanted to get that win at home. South Carolina has been playing well, and it's not a terrible loss. But, I mean, we already have enough good losses this year. I'm done with that. Like, you know, I, I'm ready to, I'm ready to go. Plus, the, the way that some of the conference games have played out over the last couple of weeks, you were set up to take control of first place in the SEC. And I know the regular season SEC title doesn't mean much, but we don't win it that often. So. I would love to be able to claim that. And we're not out of it by any means, but you're just making it harder on yourself um, when you lose a game like the home game against South Carolina. We get them again. We could beat them on the road. Um, So, and we already beat Alabama once. We're going to play them again. We got to play Auburn. Um, You know, we've still got the chance to win the regular season, even though that doesn't really matter. Like you said, the big picture is we got to be thinking about tournament time. I I think it's very frustrating that uh, uh I I love Rick Barnes and and I want him to stay Tennessee's coach as long as he like I want him to retire Tennessee's coach. But one of the things that just that really the only thing that frustrates me about his teams and I really do think it's because of how he coaches defense. We're we're I mean over the last several years Tennessee's had one of the like the top 5 defense in the in the country. Um and that's what we really pride ourselves on elite defense. Um, but I think that a byproduct of that is you go cold on offense sometimes because you're using so much energy on the defensive side of the ball. And so we do that, like that's been, that's a staple, uh, of Rick Barnes team. Since he's been at Tennessee, we go on these scoring droughts for four or five, six minutes of game time. 
in the first or second half. And it's it can be very frustrating because those are times we're playing great defense, but we just can't take advantage of it. And we were in this South Carolina game. Uh, I mean, I know it took a little bit of a, an effort to come back in the second half there at the end, but uh, we weren't down by much at halftime. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the end of the world. Everything's fine. But yeah, Adu's got to be consistent. Um, we need something from Triple J. You've been here 10 years, man. <laughs> like, if you're on the court, do something on offense. Like, you just have to. Um, and yeah, Ganey's got to we, – we need Ganey to be – um, consistent if he's going to be coming off the bench and like get us 10 15 points a game that's great um but yeah i i don't it's it's not the end of the world it, you you wish we could have won that game because not just in the conference but around the country like teams ahead of us have been losing you you could have got yourself in that number one seed uh conversation um going on a hot streak but uh you know it'll it'll be fine um and at the end of the day, it really is more about getting yourself prepped for tournament time. And so hopefully we'll work out these things and figure it out by then. I, I'm glad we're not peaking right now. That's a good thing. Right. So. We just need an off day, mm-hmm. I feel like. Is what, I mean, I think that I think the team looks kind of exhausted. Yeah. I mean, Kanet, obviously. Yeah, somebody looks exhausted. <laughs> he does not. He does not need to pick up a basketball until Saturday. Um but I think that, you know, they, they they look very tired. I mean, I'm friends with a – my niece is dating a Kentucky fan. Boo. Gross. So, Boo. Boo. He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. No, he's um, not. But he's an asshole. Um, there it is. But he's also coming over Saturday for the game, so I can't wait for that. Um, oh, but, God. Oh, yeah, God. I know. Um, but he was messaging me during the game, and he was like – it's not that they're playing bad. It's that they look just drained. Everybody looks drained. I mean, even though Kinnett was still hitting his shots down the game, like he hit that crazy three with one leg that, that mm-hmm. by the way, was a very obvious foul. Um, oh, don't even get me start. Freaking have been Pat Adams with, with his crew. Yeah, should have been a four-point four point play, but. Um, but that's not why Tennessee like, lost. Don't don't even start no, with not. that. No, no, it is not. Um, but he was like, even even when he hit that shot, you know, it's like that's a shot you take when you're just very tired, and you're just like, I just hope that this goes in. Um, so I mean, I don't know. I think that the team needs a couple of days off and and I'm hoping that Rick Barnes sees that. I'm hoping that he doesn't, you know, say, "Oh, well we lost. We got to practice harder on on Wednesday, Thursday and Friday." Uh no, because no no the, no no no. no. Yeah, I, like 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 <laughs> the Deacon at this point in his career knows how to push the buttons, particularly with the team that he has and particularly with this team. Question mark uh, because there are some question marks that are still getting a lot of play time, particularly Santiago Vescovi and Josiah Jordan James. Now, last couple games, Santi seems to be figuring out his spot back to back games of uh, 10 point, uh, you know, uh, 10 point uh, contributions. There we go. Thank you. I, I don't know why I blanked on that word. That was weird. Um, But Josiah Jordan James has just befuddled me. 
guys, one of 18 in SEC play is Triple J's three-point stats. He's hit one three-pointer. Yeah. No, that's not good. That's not going to do it. No. And I, like, 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 Triple J is the definition of a VFL. He came back when he very easily could have gone overseas to make money playing professionally. Like, like, very easily could have gone make that money. Um, is it time for Rick Barnes to maybe look at shaking up his rotation? Well, who do you put there instead? Mayshack? The Shack has been looking good, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. But I mean, like, like you're going very big. Yeah. I mean, like, like, like you, 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 you look at his offensive Stat line, particularly at uh, it, it, it South Carolina, it was a whole bunch of one rebound in 15 minutes. So I mean, like, but then again, look at uh, look at Triple J. It was uh, two points, two assists, seven rebounds. Not bad on 30 minutes. So I yeah. mean, like, I mean. <laughs> I do see what you're saying, Landon, and I've thought the same thing myself. And then I looked at the roster and I was like, yeah, we could play Mayshack. And then it kind of comes back to the conversation that you and I had last week of what happens when Adu gets into foul trouble. Then Mayshack comes in off the bench and he's another big-ish man that can kind of play the same position that Adu does. Or you could move Kinnett and play small and have Kinnett play at... Um, Triple J, J's position and insert Ganey into the starting lineup. Yeah. But I don't know. I think those would be the two solutions if you take Triple J out. I don't, I don't see that happening, though, as much as we maybe think that it should. I just don't know that there's a piece there that kind of just... See, like, like this is... It, it's it, As much as I love Rick Barnes, this is, I feel... He's shortcoming, and unfortunately, this has come back to bite him several times, not only at Tennessee, but wherever it's followed him. So this is just kind of the way he coaches. Like, it's like so maybe, maybe, you know, it's not a shortcoming. This is just, it's what to expect. He doesn't have a deep rotation. Like, you have, you've been uh, recruiting all these four and five stars why not get them in when, you know, you're up like, you know, 20 on Alabama or, or you're up, uh, on, you know, uh, you know, North directional Eastern state and, and all that crap earlier in the season before, you know, you open conference play and get them some reps and get them ready for times like this in case you do need them. Because I mean, like, Oh, I remember back in the day when uh, he had a freshman. What was his name? Oh, I don't know. Kevin Durant. Yeah, Like, freshmen can make a difference. Rick Barnes? Yeah. I'm not, I, I'm not saying, like, J.P. Dillion is Kevin Durant, but at the same time, he can, he, he can contribute, especially when you have somebody. When, <clears throat> one of 18. One of 18, y'all. Yeah, one of eighteen is not going to cut anything. Um, I, 
I would have liked to see DJ Jefferson a little bit more earlier on in the season too, because I do think that he kind of plays the same same spot that uh, Triple J does. Um, and I think that that would have been like a interesting wrinkle if we could have played him some. But Rick Barnes is fiercely loyal to his guys. He is. And that's why players love to play for him. That's why Triple J came back, you know? Yep. Um, mm-hmm. is the, why is Santi the came back. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens on Saturday. Hopefully we're celebrating a Tennessee whooping of the kitty cats. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I guess we don't have uh, pub dubs this week. I like, like, we want to pick the game. Yeah, we can go ahead and pick it. Uh, I'm gonna start. We'll start with Justin. I have a feeling I know which way he's leaning. <laughs> right, uh, given, his, given his disdain for a certain school. So, Justin, um, how bad is Tennessee gonna win on Saturday? <laughs> well, my friends, you might not enjoy what I'm about to say, but I don't think Tennessee is gonna win on Saturday. Oh, that's a shock. Gasp. It's tough to win in Rupp Arena. And um, coming off, I mean, like you said, the team's tired. I, I, I think I think Connect gets his, but I think this is a game we don't win. And then um, we regroup a little bit and go on a little run after this. But I just think, I think, because we're not going to go undefeated the rest of the season, I think this is one Tennessee loses. Okay, we need to do a wellness check on one Justin uh, Monorail. Uh, clearly, there's a body snatcher situation going on in uh, um, Monorail, Florida, where he's living. I don't go That's... by that name on this show. I'm not going to blow up your spot, dude. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I will. We need to check on Justin Kritzinger real quick, please. <laughs> okay, fine. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All the gimmicks are down. Yeah. <laughs> um he also we, doesn't we a, live in monorail florida that's not a real place yeah yeah it's also a, santa claus isn't real oh my gosh, we can't do that here <laughs> um, yeah kevin how dare you there's some lines that we can't cross <laughs> yeah i can't believe um, you did that kevin um but uh landon since you're in the mood for spoiling things uh what's the <laughs> What's going to happen on Saturday? This is going to be a tough matchup. Uh, both teams coming off of losses. One of them being at home, surprisingly, in the uh, case of Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky, though, uh, is high-powered as they are on the offensive side of the ball. They are the eighth defense in the SEC. I think uh, Zakiah Ziegler's speed is going to be a massive uh, disruptive force on the os- offensive side of the ball. Uh, in half of uh, Kentucky's games, they've given up over 85 points. And in f- four of the last eight games, uh, Dalton Connect is averaging 32 points. Um, so I think Tennessee take cares of business. Kentucky, again, has a killer offensive side um, with tons of depth underneath and that depth underneath does give me a little bit of hesitation because as we've talked on this podcast, um, uh, Jonas Adu and Tobey Awaka are eventually going to be tested. This might be another test uh, for the big men in the big orange, um, but I still think they find a way to get it done in Rupp despite the Rupperies. Give me the big orange to kick, 
take care of business on the road. Yeah, um, I'm with you, Landon. I do think that Tennessee is going to win on Saturday. Yeah, Jay, why do you hate? Why do you yeah, hate, you the, hate balls? the balls? As somebody who's picked Kentucky against Tennessee, it doesn't turn out very well. Um, <laughs> I, I remember a, a certain football game that I picked Kentucky against Tennessee, and, and I got a lot of shit for it on the show. Well, um, because Kentucky does one thing. They they can actually play basketball. Well, that's I mean. a compliment I didn't see coming. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know you were okay, capable. Okay, this is definitely a body sna- snatcher situation. <laughs> um. Rick Barnes also has a very distinct coaching advantage against John Calipari. Um, Siri called NASA. Yeah, so I, I do think that I do think that uh, Rick Barnes makes the adjustments needed, and, and Tennessee finds a way to win uh, in Lexington against those. Oh, I'm trying to think about a Segway, and I can't get one against those kitty cats. Um, I couldn't get a Segway into this. I'm sorry. Uh, I, tr- I I pride myself on doing it, but I just couldn't. <laughs> so another thing that we got going on for us uh, last weekend that we we something that we actually haven't talked about on this show. I'm surprised that we haven't talked about it yet. Maybe because we haven't had an event big enough to talk about yet. Um, we had the Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble. That's a tongue twister. Um, on Saturday evening, that's uh, if you, if you're not into wrestling, this is where you just go ahead and like. Turn off the show. Thanks yeah, bye-bye. <laughs> you guys have a good night. Bye, everybody. Uh, we'll see you next week. If you are into wrestling, you can go ahead and keep listening. Um, the Royal Rumble, I mean, if, I think pretty much everybody knows what that is. If you don't, it's like the start of the road to WrestleMania, which everybody knows what that is. Um, with the sun coming, I've kind of like gotten back into wrestling a little bit just because I know that like he's probably going to get into it. And so I'm kind of preparing myself Good a job. little bit more. Good I'm job. trying, trying to be dad of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, you so it right. I'm trying, you know, I'm trying. Um, so it was, I believe it was four matches. You had the women's Royal Rumble. You had uh, the Fatal 4-Way uh Championship match, uh, uni- I believe it's the Universal Championship match. Nope, U.S. Um, no, it wasn't. It was a fatal four-way. You yeah. had the U.S. title with uh, Logan Paul. No, no, I, I'm I'm saying it was the Universal for. The- oh, oh, I was like U.S. What are you US. talking about? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Uh-huh. Um, okay, the Universal title. Thank you. Um, then you had the U.S. Championship and the Men's Royal Rumble. Um. A pretty overall, I give the show. A, it was a pretty good show, um, pretty good card, pretty good event. Um, I, I just got four four categories that we can just run through real quick uh, in, in place of pub dubs. We're not doing a pub dubs this week. I know all of you hardcore gamblers are heartbroken, but we will be back with our pub dubs next week. A big Super Bowl bonanza pub dub. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. Um, just take your money and donate it to uh, your local second harvest. How about that? No, don't do that. Don't do that. Keep your Shut money. Shut up, Kevin. Because it's fun, man. Good Betting Lord. on Super Bowl is fun. I'm sorry. I can't say Super Bowl. <laughs> big game. Betting on the yeah. big game is fun. Oh, big game. Yeah, that's the stupidest thing on the planet. I mean, um, I mean, you can, you can, you can have side money and, and, but still bet it or give it to yeah. second harvest on the big game. Um, 
So biggest surprise, biggest letdown, favorite match, one thing you would have changed. Four things that we're going to discuss real quick. Biggest surprise. I know, Justin, you didn't watch. Did you keep up with it, like, at all? I, I literally have no clue what happened in the event. So, oh, perfect. Uh, so, I, spoiler I have, alert. I can <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, I'm going to well, take a nap, you guys. Yeah. All okay. right. Well, talk to you later. Bye, just, buddy. Yeah. Just connect your headphones so you don't listen. Um, biggest surprise. Uh, I guess I'll let you start landing on your biggest surprise. I had a couple, but what was what was yours? Um, the current reigning TNA TNA knockout champion Jordan Grace showing up in the women's Royal Rumble, and not only showing up, but she had a hell of a showing. Um, I am a fan of Jordan Grace. Um, um, thick mama pump as she's known. Uh, if you're paying attention to now TNA wrestling, they rebranded back to TNA. Yes, uh, TNA became Impact Wrestling, then Impact went back to TNA. So if uh, you've been paying attention to that, uh, that is what's up, not uh, our truth. Shout out to our truth, not a member of the uh, Judgment Day, but uh, she had a hell of a showing in the women's. Rumble, uh, and that was a legitimate, oh my God, jaw on the floor moment. Could not believe that she showed up. Incredible yeah. moment. The type of moments that make the Royal Rumble the best event in the wrestling calendar year. Yeah, you. I, I know that you were big on that because me and me and Lennon were messaging during it. Um, Definitely spoiling the entire thing for Justin. Oh, yeah, yeah. By the way, Jay, sorry. We were hoping that he was watching. Um, No no worries. No worries. Turns out he wasn't. Yeah, Yeah, it turns out he wasn't. But he knew that she was there thanks to Landon. Okay about it, yeah. But, yeah. He's adult. It's fine. (laughs) He had better things to do. He was probably at Disney, which I can't blame him for that. shut up, nerd. <laughs> um, I would much rather be at Disney than watching the Royal Rumble anyway. You and me uh, too, baby. You and me too. <laughs> but I will say, for me, it wasn't like a, I mean, it was a surprise. I, I had no idea who she was. Um, and I had, I mean, I knew what the TNA Knockouts Championship was, but I didn't know, like, I was like, oh, okay, cool. I don't think she's going to win, but Well, well cool. no, no. No. It, Nobody thought she was going to win, but when she came out and you saw this this chick that as uh, Pat McAfee, by the way, Pat McAfee of, you know, the Pat McAfee show uh, yeah, is back Pat. on commentary, uh, said, this chick has muscles where I don't even have body parts. Uh, yeah. She is that muscular. She is an incredibly impressive lady and threw everybody around in the rumble. She had a hell of a impressive go round in the she rumble, Espe- especially for somebody who was, you know, just visiting. Uh, to borrow a line from Mean Girls, you don't even go here. Yeah, <laughs> not copyright because we credited it. Um, <laughs> so I will say that that was a big surprise for me. Uh, don't watch AEW. Never really watched AEW. I know that hurts your feelings, Legend. I'm sorry. You should. It's real good. It's I, it's going to get real good next week. I'm just calling it right now. I know. I, I should. I should. I might dive into it, but I, 
you know, I kind of like the OG. Um, Jade Cargill showing up. Is it Cargill oh, or Cargill? Uh, uh, Jade Cargill. Cargill, yeah. Yeah. And she showed she up looked and, like a million bucks. Yeah, you talk about muscles on muscles. I was like, damn, she looks like with my ass. <laughs> which it's it, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, I've see, I saw about 50 matches about Jade in AEW. And the reason I mentioned that is because Jade had an undefeated streak of about 50 matches as the, what was it? The TBS champion, uh, the female uh, secondary champion in AEW. And as good as she looks, she's still, or rather in AEW, I will say in AEW, she had some second, or she had some shortcomings in the ring. I do hope, uh, since she's signed with the WWE, she's uh, spent her time in the Performance Center and has really tightened those screws. And I will say, on uh, Saturday at the Royal Rumble, WWE was very smart to at least protect her and put her put her in spots that protected her and made her look like a million dollars because Jade looked like a full lone superstar she looked great yeah i mean i didn't know anything about the shortcomings in the ring um and and so when you said that that was news to me when you told me that saturday night that was news to me because all i saw was her just like laying out people left and right and i was like okay i mean Mm -hmm. yeah yeah she looks and and i've heard the name before like i've i knew that she was a free agent and i know that she's come on some wwe shows before and so I was like, I know, I, I at least knew who that was. And so I was like, oh, wow, that's surprising. Uh, Brandon Phillips' wife, Brandon Phillips, uh, former second baseman, was on the Hall of Fame ballot. Did oh, not really? It's his wife, yeah. I did um, not know that. That's that's neat. I, I very rarely say this on this podcast. I learned something. That's that's fun. That's right. All right, we, well. We try to, we try to educate <laughs> the listeners. Um, and, and, and occasionally the host. And occasionally the host. <laughs> yeah, that dude BP. That's his wife. Pretty cool. Um so uh Bailey ended up winning the, the women's Royal Rumble. That was right choice. Uh, right choice. Right choice. Right choice. Sure. Uh we disagree on that. But as my big thing oh, was as okay, long all as, right. Well well as who- long as Becky Lynch is fighting for a belt at WrestleMania. You I, want I, Becky versus Rhea, don't you? I I don't care who Becky faces as long as she gets a belt. Becky versus Rhea is happening. I I that that is my that is my prediction. I would say that that's probably the case, but um, I like Becky Lynch, so that's just that's I like the man. That's my thing. I mean, um, she she is the man. So she yeah. is the man. What was uh? I guess I could go ahead and spoil the rest of the show. Um, Logan Paul beats uh Kevin Owens via disqualification. Yeah, via disqualification. Um, that was like okay, cool. I mean, whatever. I I despise both of the Ball brothers, so I don't love mm-hmm. Logan Paul in the WWE. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I kind of can't wait till he's done. I will say though, he he's pretty damn athletic in there. He's um, really good at wrestling. Very annoying. I, it really is. It's like 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 why are you so good? Yeah. Um, Jay, why is why is Logan Paul so good at wrestling? 
Um, Logan Paul is my favorite professional wrestler. Jay, get out of here. <laughs> Producer Joe, get him out of here. Are you serious? No. <laughs> okay. I was about to be so upset. I was like, no way. <laughs> there is a lot of people that he is. That's the thing is that people love him. And I yeah, and 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 they're like twelve-year-olds who are part of the low gang, and I hate myself the fact that I know what the low gang is. Literally made my skin crawl. Uh-huh, um, excuse me, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish my news while I yeah. sing uh, "Hello Darkness, My Old Friend." Yeah, that was good. Yeah, um, <laughs> the sound and, of silence. No. And uh, Roman Reigns retained the Universal Championship. Um, was happy about that in a, in a fatal four way match. That was a good match, by the way. Um, I know you you're not a big Roman Reigns guy, but I I love Roman Reigns. Um, always have, and I think I always will. Um, uh, I mean, I I like what Roman's doing. I'm just fatigued of what Roman's doing because every Roman match ends the same way in some sort of shenanigans. It's either you know. Um, uh, Jimmy Uso and or Solo Sokoa and or Paul Heyman inserts themselves into the match and then and then spear, punch, whatever. And it's like, I, 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 I I don't care. It's like, I, I want my 25 minutes back. And that's the thing. These matches aren't short either. It's like, like if it, oh, that was a very long match. <laughs> I literally timed Roman as soon as he showed up to the time that the bell rang. It was almost four minutes, and that was one of his shorter entrances. Yeah, I remember we had messaged <laughs> about it, and and Landon was like over under three minutes, and I was like, oh, it's under. It's a short ramp. Yeah, it's not going to be long. And uh-huh. he had said we're at two minutes, and he hadn't even made the curve yet. And I was yep. like, oh, shit, I'm <laughs> yep. wrong. Uh-huh. Um, yep. uh-huh. I mean, he doesn't grace his face often in the ring, but when he does, just enjoy it personally. Personally. Cody, finish uh, the story. Speaking of Cody, he ended up winning the Men's Royal Rumble. Uh, I believe he's the second back-to-back winner. No, um, not. Uh, I think he's the fourth back-to-back yeah, winner. Yeah, definitely. Oh, okay, fourth back-to-back winner. You had, um, uh Stone Cold, Shawn, uh, Michael. Shawn Michaels, and who am I forgetting? The guy that we're not supposed to mention. No, no, no it is definitely not him. Let me let, let me gag while Mark you talk. Lesnar. Nope, not him either. I was fairly certain it was. I thought he won in like '03 and '04, um, but I might be wrong. That might have been one of the graphics that I was looking at. They might have just got it wrong. Um, but yeah, he ended up winning. Maybe, maybe good. Maybe he finishes his story. Maybe he goes after Seth Rollins. I don't know. Sweet um, baby Jesus, he better finish it. Personally, personally, there was a certain man who graced his presence on New Year's Day. And, and was it New Year's Day or was it the week after? I think it was New Year's Day. That he graced his presence and cut a little promo and said, "What if I sat at the head of the table?" Um, and and ever since then, I've been hardcore on a Rock Roman WrestleMania main event, and I would I would love nothing more in this world if that's what I got. Um, and this is coming from someone who's about to have a son. 
Yes. Well, besides the sun, of course, oh. and my wife and my dogs and the Yankees <laughs> and the balls. I would love nothing well, more. All of them are about to have a son. That's <laughs> damn. Like, like, like just clear out the, the fricking maternity ward. <laughs> well, well, the balls already have a son. The NCAA is their son, but they're going to adopt. <laughs> Ooh, spicy. Snap. Uh, that's right. Uh, I like it. That was good. It's uh and and by the way, it's funny you said the one that shall not be named. I thought you were talking about uh a different one that you shall not be named, but uh no, this one that uh shall not be named is kind of a uh day glow one that says brother a lot. It's uh Hulk Hogan. So that's what I was gonna oh. guess Hogan, but I thought that was wrong. Oh well, you would have been correct, uh Jason. You would have been so. right. Yep. You should have. Mm-hmm. Um all right, so Cody wins back to back. Um, Bailey wins. Logan Paul keeps his title, and Roman wins. What was your biggest letdown, Landon? Probably the ending. One of those. The ending of the Roman match, just because it was so damn predictable. It Um, was very predictable. I I even joked. It's like you know. It's like okay. It's either going to be Jimmy. It's going to be Paul. It's going to be solo no shit at this time it's like it's it's solo just roll the dice and it comes up solo and i i i'm 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 so tired of this it's like 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 i i think the bloodline is about a year past its expiration point they very easily could have told this story any story with the bloodline without the title, if they dropped it at WrestleMania last year with Cody. And I pray to God and any deity above that they finally do it this year, because I honestly don't know if I can continue even vaguely paying attention to the WWE if 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 we have to continue on with Roman Reigns showing up every eight weeks to say acknowledge me and then let Paul Heyman cut his promos he gets in there and then the match is going to end with Jimmy Uso or Solo Sokoa get in there and run interference. And that's the end of the match because like it's, it's happened so fucking much. Like I am tired of it. And this is somebody who has watched wrestling his entire life. I get it. I'm not supposed to like the heel, but I'm, 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 I'm not supposed to like the heel in a way that I want to see him beaten. I'm not supposed to not like the heel in a way that I am just tired of him. This is fatigue. Yeah. Just, uh, just, just stop. Just stop. I will that. say as, as somebody who likes Roman Reigns, please don't stop. Um, please keep the title on him, but you know, that's just me. Uh, um, and I All quit right, the my- podcast. <laughs> We're allowed to have disagreements. Is this an I quit match? <laughs> no, this is an I quit podcast. 
<laughs> um, we're allowed to have disagreements. It's okay. Um, I still love you. Okay. Uh, well, okay. All right. Well, well, tell me, tell me, tell me why I'm wrong here because because oh, I want I don't I don't I I I, I I I I want I want to be sold why why I should care about the bloodline going forward. Yes, that rock match could be cool, but at the same time, it doesn't need the title. It's never needed the title. I I, I will say I don't think it needs the title. Um, in that match, I I will also say that there's one of two ways that they could go about this, right? Everybody's known that The Rock is going to eventually face Roman Reigns. He's going to eventually come back and face Roman Reigns, and it's but at not this point, it might be WrestleMania 42. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be at the Elimination Chamber in Australia. It's not going to nope. be at. It's going to be at WrestleMania. Nope. Um, and and that's where it needs to be. That being said, they had Cody Rhodes win, um, which is fine. I think that they that you go one of two ways going forward. Either you have Cody Rhodes go for Seth Rollins um, and and fight he for the for for the heavyweight championship. He cannot. Uh, no. I mean, I think. Uh, I'm going to be honest, Landon. I think there's a chance that it happens. No, um, especially with the promo. His that story started. His story ends with Roman. That is it literally could. the story. It, it 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 could. I mean, it should. But I'm not. I won't be shocked if it's not. Well, um, then that wouldn't be the first time WWE blows storytelling. Correct. Watch um, AEW. He would st- technically he would still finish the story because he would win a championship, but that's beside yeah. the point. Um, the other route that they could go is Cody faces Roman at WrestleMania, and Solo or Jimmy Uso tries to get involved, and a certain hooded figure stops them from getting involved, and the hooded figure takes the hoodie off, and it turns out to be The Rock, and then Cody would go about winning. And then you would have a whole year to build towards WrestleMania 41, which would then be Rock Roman. Um, Unless they do that on night one, and then night two is Roman Rock. Which would be wild. Which would be wild if they did that. I don't think... But they wouldn't wouldn't do that. They would want the build-up. Right. Yeah, I mean, okay. kind of like you had a year-long build-up for Roxena. I think you would want once and twice in a lifetime, mm-hmm. right? I don't. I think you would want <laughs> a year-long build-up for Rock Roman. Jay, um, what do you think? He's he's tuned out. Uh, <laughs> oh, he, he, he's, I, re- he, I really yeah, think uh-huh. he's. I think he's AFK. Um, yep. <laughs> so. <laughs> He's he's out of here. We've <laughs> AFK oh, the monorail. Yes, yeah. oh, yeah. he's having a nap. What were we talking about? <laughs> what we're do you think about the blood the bloodline? I like Logan Paul. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Drink um, a prime and go back to bed. It's fine. Yeah. Prime is actually really good. I will say. No, it's not. It's actually no, really good. <laughs> um, Nobody drink we, energy drinks. They're bad for you. Just drink bourbon is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will say my, but I can't sell you on Roman Reigns um, and the Bloodline. I just just like him. 
No, I I like the bloodline. I'm just tired of it. It's like no, do I mean, something I like, new. I don't even I don't even like the bloodline. I just like Roman Reigns. I don't really care about Jimmy Uso and Solo and I really don't like Paul Heyman. Like just, honestly, like I love I'm a big fan of Solo. Like like Solo is where it's at. That was my other thing is that like I could see if they drew the bloodline out like Solo facing Roman eventually. Um, because out of like Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso, neither one of them were able to beat Roman. I could see Solo doing it. They have uh, to have the the Uso versus Uso match at Mania this year. They have to have it. They yeah. have to have it. I think that is happening. My biggest letdown. I know your biggest letdown was um, you know, the Bloodline. My biggest letdown was there was no legends. In either of the Royal, either of the Royal Rumble matches, yeah, that's true. Uh huh. And that's something that like the Royal Rumble is kind of like synonymous with. There were some good that, surprises, but no legends. That's true. It was kind of like having legends come back, even though we know they're not going to win. It was like still cool to have them. Um, nobody showed up. Um, I'm going to skip favorite match because we've kind of talked a lot about my favorite match, um, which is of course is Roman and. I'm assuming that your favorite match was probably the Women's Royal Rumble. Yes. Uh, I think the Women's Royal Rumble this year is probably the best Women's Royal Rumble of all time. Now, granted, it's only been going for like a handful of years, but I loved it from beginning to end. Um, Bailey was a featured performer and won. Um Naomi came back right at the beginning, was kind of an iron woman performer. Uh, uh, Jordan Grace, Jade Cargill showed up. Um, I really enjoyed the women's uh, Royal Rumble. Top notch. Yeah, I think, I mean, objectively speaking, I think that was probably the best match. Not even probably. I think that was the best match. Um, Putting my bias aside, I guess. Um, one thing you would have changed for me, I'll go quick. My thing that I would have changed granite 12 hours after the event, it kind of was null and void. Uh, but I would have had CM Punk win. I, I think that that would have been pretty cool for him to win. Um, do you like CM Punk? I know you don't Landon, but I, I do <laughs> another thing that we differ on. Um, but I, I think it would have been cool for him to win um, and finally get to main event WrestleMania. Um, and then you kind of wouldn't be in the scenario of, oh, do we pick The Rock or do we go with Cody Rhodes to face Roman? You could have just very easily did CM Punk against Seth Rollins because uh, they were kind of building towards that. And then... The Rock versus Roman Reigns, and everything would have been hunky-dory. Cody could have finished his story next year or the year after or the year after, for all I care. Um, and I would have gotten to see CM Punk win the Royal Rumble, and that would have been cool. Granted, 12 hours later, it came out that he tore his pectoral muscle, so I'm kind of glad he didn't win the Rumble um, because I don't know what the plan would have been after that. Um, but... That was my thing. Either CM Punk winning or Becky Lynch winning. I would have preferred for that to happen. But uh, what was your one thing that you would have changed? Well, 
You say I don't like CM Punk. Uh, that would be incorrect. I do like CM Punk. I hate how his run in AEW ended, but I am a massive CM Punk fan. I jokingly refer to him as Pepsi Man. Um, uh, but I do like, hell, love CM Punk. He is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. And the thing that I would change is him getting injured. So he could at least participate in this year's WrestleMania, because let me, let me, let me break down to you his uh, last three years, three years ago, he debuts in all elite wrestling. He wins the world title, then breaks his foot. Comes back, wins the world title again, tears his tricep. Uh, the brawl out happens where he and uh, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega allegedly get in a fight backstage, a legitimate fight, and then uh, he gets suspended. Then he returns and uh, he gets his own show uh, called Collision. Then. All Elite Wrestling goes to London where they uh, have a show called All In in Wembley Stadium. And literally right before they go out on to, I guess, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, out in front of God and everybody, there is a fight with him and uh, Jack Perry, who, by the way, is... uh, what was a uh, dude from uh, 90210 Perry Luke. Um, Luke Perry? Yes. Th- there he is. There he is. Thank you for participating. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jack Perry is Luke Perry's kid. Uh, Jungle boy is his name. Uh, there was a fight with him and uh, he got fired for that. Months later, he returns to the WWE and then in his first match back on television, CM Punk tears his tricep. <sighs> so once again, the thing that I would have changed is CM Punk not getting injured because honestly, it's like, I, I don't want Punk to get hurt anymore because at this point, he seems extremely injury prone he 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 can't stay healthy is is as great as he is on the mic as soon as the bell rings he seems to be a liability unfortunately and i love cm punk i really do like like kevin says is like i don't like c i i do like i i i i still wear my cm punk t-shirts out in public. Yes, I am that weird adult that wears wrestling shirts out in public. And and multiple of them are CM Punk t-shirts. Um but yeah, that would be the one thing that I would change. I I I wish Punk didn't get hurt. Cuz uh oh, that sucks. I appreciate that. I learned something new. See? We 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 both learned on this podcast. Ha! Um, so, I will say um you know, we'll, 
I'm sure we'll. This isn't the last wrestling talk that we'll have, but yeah, Mania is only around the corner. Though I'm actually going to be out of pocket for Mania. I'm going to Disney for uh, for Mania. So, uh, you know, <laughs> what, what a celebration, right? Yeah. Um, uh-huh. So with that, I will go ahead and wrap up this week's show. Next week, we are going to be talking a lot about the Super Bowl. So if you're a football fan and you're like, where's my football? Um, it's coming next week. I mean, I don't think you wanted us to talk about the Pro Bowl because I don't think anybody's watching that. Um, the Senior Bowl. <laughs> senior Bowl. Yeah, the Senior Bowl. <laughs> um, so with that, I will go ahead and wrap us up. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Be sure to subscribe and like and comment um, on our social media pages. Um, And a big shout out to producer Joe for producing us. And go Vols. And we hate the kitty cats. And the NCAA can go straight to hell. Thank you for listening to another episode of Moonshine and Scoreboards. Moonshine and Scoreboards is a Tri-M production and is hosted by Kevin Scott, Landon Doan, and Justin Krutzinger. Our engineer is Joe the Engineer. If you like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, Google Podcast, or anywhere you get your podcast. You can email us at moonshineandscoreboards at gmail.com. Subscribe, tell a friend, and come back next week for all of the fun, the games, the moonshine, and of course, the scoreboards. Thank you.